Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, conversations designed to help you as you live, learn, and lead through pain. And now the host of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, Davey Blackburn. Hello, welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. I'm Davey, your host, and joining me, Aubrey Sampson, our co-host. Hey! Happy so New Year! Here. Happy New Year! Happy 2021! I love it! This is the first episode of 2021, and this you may notice... This is a fantastic episode oh, for 2021, man. by the way. We are... I just preached a message called Hindsight is 2020. Look at <laughs> you! In the past, we are looking forward to the future, uh, and yet at the same time, I think there are some things about 2020 that we can learn, and there are yes. some things about 2020 that we're bringing into 2021. That's right. That are really valuable, redemptive things. I'm super excited about this year uh, because for us, Aubrey, 2020 was definitely a, a weird curveball thrown to us. I mean, a lot of our ministry, well, for everybody, right? I mean, maybe. I was, yeah, for everybody, of course. I was actually thinking a little bit as, as our ministry, you know, right. I mean, we were thinking, okay, the ministry is going to move forward through me getting out and speaking and doing all of these different you know, engagement stuff. Yeah. And then boom, COVID just canceled all of that. Uh, yep. Now we're grounded. Yeah. But what's really cool about it is, if, and this is what uh, the way I love the way God works. If you look through a God perspective, you can see how he, he takes those things that are disappointments. He takes those things that the enemy means for evil. And if, and if we just partner with him, Follow after him, he'll turn him around for good. Absolutely. Better than we could have imagined. Even. Better than we could have imagined. He's yeah. got a better plan than what we have uh, right. arranged in our own path. And so one of the things that happened with us with 2020 is that it allowed us, because we were grounded, we weren't able to go out and travel and speak. We were able to get into the lab and start putting some things together for the ministry so that we could serve more people. Cool. So that we weren't limited by just you know our ability to so, what, what the listeners understand is we're doing a special episode. This is a Monday episode right now. Normally we release on Thursdays, but we're doing a special episode to announce to you the launch of our pain to purpose coaching with certified guides. Woo! I feel like I should have given you a little drum roll there. You want to try that again? Okay, yeah, yeah. Here we let's, go. All right. Let's drum roll. Ready? Okay. This is a special episode where we are announcing the launch. How do you do a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> of the of launch our- of. Pain to purpose certified guides. So seriously Coaching awesome. Our, it's huge. And here's why. Because we have 19 guides who can take you through the pain to purpose process. And this would not have been possible, honestly, had it not mm. been for COVID. Look at the kindness of God. That is yeah. awesome. We we started, many of you guys are familiar with the pain to purpose course. We've talked about that. We started, yeah. you know, um, we, we launched that last summer and and people started, you know, going through it. But But what we realized is that people... They were having trouble going through it on their own. Hmm. It's dense. Yeah. And so we began coaching people through the process, but but we hit a lid on how much we could coach people. You know? I mean, it could. I, I only have a certain capacity. So I had a friend of mine who was a board member come to me and say, hey, what if we thought about scaling this? We need to help more people. And the only way we can help more people is if we empower people, we multiply. I love that model. Yeah. This, this coaching process. And uh, we kind of started putting our brain, our heads together and thinking about things. It it was just uh, become a really cool process. That's why we're excited to share with you this entire episode. We're going to share with you and unveil what this looks like. But here's the mantra, Aubrey, that we have been uh, really focused on in this whole process. Let's Um, hear it. The mantra is we can't repurpose what we don't process. Ooh, that's good. We can't process what we don't own. Yep. We can't own what we won't name. Mm-hmm. And we can't name what we can't see. Preach. And this is the this is the kicker right there. Um, the the certified guides that we are now releasing out into the world to coach you, uh, they will help you see what you can't. Mm. So you can walk from pain to purpose. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that not only does pain to purpose ministers to people who are hurting, but now, like you said, you've got people who have walked through pain themselves yep. are going to um, take that pain, repurpose it, and pour it into other people. Yep. I mean, what a biblical, godly example of how we're supposed to walk out our pain. Right. Right. Um, absolutely wonderful. Hey, I do want to point out that for listeners, um, we have a special discount. For yep. pain of purpose packages right now. It's like a friends and family deal, but 
But you are considered our family. So. I love that. Listeners, you are our family. <laughs> um, and so when you go, okay, you go on the website, nothingiswasted.com slash coaching. Yep. That's where you find out all things about the Pain to Purpose course. That's how mm. you find out about getting a coach for yourself right. if you're walking through pain and um, you want someone to help you walk through this journey with you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, nothingiswasted.com slash coasting, uh, coaching. And then the code for the 20% off friends and family discount is guide 20 G U I D 20. So enter that in, you'll get 20% off any of the packages, which is a happy new year gift to listeners. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Many of you guys are making new year's resolutions right now, or you have made new year's resolutions. You're trying to, you're thinking about improvement. You know, maybe you, you found yourself 2020 brought up so much, so much trauma that has begun to surface Yeah, and you're going, okay, how do I climb out of this? And this is a perfect time because you need someone to help you along this process. Again, if you don't know where the handholds are to climb up out of this valley, you're not going to be able to, you're just going to kind of get stuck in the dark. Yeah. And it's, and the, the more you try to go at it alone, the more it gets, it gets darker and more depressing and, and more despondent. And so we would highly encourage you to go to nothingiswasted.com slash coaching and um, find us a, a certified guide that can help you through this process. What's cool about it is we have so many certified guides with different varieties of stories. So let's say you, let's say, you know, recently you've lost a young child. Mm. Well, we've got certified guides who that's their story. Yeah. They're further along in the process and they can actually help you with the nuance elements of that particular journey. Um, that's what's so amazing about this. And that's what's so cool about the multiplication process. I know what it's like to lose your spouse, to lose right. a wife. Right. But I don't know what it's like to, you know, w- walk with someone who's, um, who, who has, you know, is a family member of someone who has an addiction or right. who's had some Going major tra- childhood trauma or cancer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, here's the cool thing. I have a friend of mine that I wanted to introduce to you guys, and he is the mastermind behind all of this. I'm very excited it, about this. <laughs> His name is Ken Roberts. Ken Roberts. Spoiler, hey, here he is. I am so excited about this. <laughs> and I get to meet Aubrey finally. Yes, Ken, you do. this is a gift for me She's to She's a legend to meet you. and I finally get to meet her. My goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Ken, we are so excited that you're here today. Ken was featured, if you guys remember, on episode 29 of the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, so way back. And he also had a bonus episode that's on our partner program. You go to nothingiswasted.com slash partners, and you can uh, get access to all of our partner content there. But Ken, you you were a pastor for, you know, what, about 33 years, and now you've spent much of the past several years coaching pastors, and you've walked through your own coaching certification, and you've been the mastermind behind helping uh, to to develop these guides and train these guides in the coaching certification process. Talk to me about this. This is so rich. Yeah, how we kind of got here, you know, Davey, I met Davey in uh, 2017. Uh, I had been through my own pain to purpose journey hmm. about 12, 13 years ago now. So, and I'd also, obviously, as a pastor, walked through many other, with many other people through uh, their pain and times of trial and, you know, difficulty. And I... Uh, I have a website. I have some of my own courses, which kind of ties in with what we're going to talk about here. And I started thinking about, you know, this whole pain to purpose uh, uh, course that Davey has, which is excellent. But he and I started talking about, you know, probably early part of uh, 2020 about how to help people uh, have a transformational experience as they mm-hmm. go through this. Yeah, so That's good. really what, yeah. The, what was behind it. So we started kind of, you know, throwing the big why out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would we want to do this? Mm. What's the heart behind this? Mm. Uh, you know, this was not a marketing, you know, uh, technique. Hey, let's just get more people to buy the course. Yeah. This was really reverse engineering, you might say, where we said mm. what nothing is wasted is about is helping people move through their pain. That's right. Yeah. We we have, he has this great signature, you know, way to do that, the signature course but we're not simply trying to get people to buy as many courses as possible and not get through it. Yeah. yeah. What we want to do is help people have a really a healing transformational journey. So that's that. that was our whole conversation. And that's was the big why that we, he and I went back and forth on, you know, just philosophically, that's what we want to do. That's Great. what Davey and nothing is wasted wants to do as a ministry. Yeah. And so that kind of backed us up with those whole idea about, you know, uh, the possibility of guides or having, this coaching arm, you know, with the ministry. And here's why. Let me give you a, 
um, a negative number and a positive number that kind of brought us to this why. If you Google right now, uh, any any online course, if you just Google, less than 15% of people who buy a course go through it. Mm. Now I'm talking wow. about, you know, yeah, I'm talking about any course. I'm talking about yep. StoryBrand, Michael yeah. Hyatt, you know, right. yeah. Uh, Seth Godin. I mean, you know, any of these courses right now that the average is a person, 15%, only 50% who buy a course, go through it. Okay. Right. So we were saying, we were talking about that. That's not our goal is right. simply sure. to, you know, sell a course on the front end. Okay. Now let me give you a positive number. And this is, again, this is confirmed by a lot of, you know, credible studies. If a person has a goal in their head, they say it's about 15 to 20% of them fulfilling that goal. So I want to lose 20 pounds, but it's in my head. If you take a goal and you make it visible, you write it on the fridge or make it one of your goals and you write it down on your desk or, you know, whatever you would do, you move to 40 to 50% of fulfilling that goal. Hmm. But wow. here's the, here's the big thing. If you have somebody walking with you in that goal, the success number moves to 75, 80, 85%. Wow. 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 And again, that's by very credible studies. So again, yeah. Davey and I were talking about this and we said, that's our goal. Yeah. That's right. Our goal is to help so-and-so who's in pain mm -hmm. to move through the material so they have a healing transformational, you know, really process. So yeah. that's really where yeah. it got to those whole thing Love about that. how can we do guides, you know, yep. guides slash coaches, what would that look like? Yeah. And yeah. as Davey said, that led us into this, but that's really is the heart behind this. Yeah is uh, we want to see people hit that 85, 90% who they're able to move from pain to purpose in their own life and in their own journey. That's great. That's great. And and Ken, you, you've now been taking these guides, the 19 of this first cohort of guides, and, and we're planning on doing more because we want to continue to have more people out there that are equipped to help other people. But this first cohort, you've taken them through several months of a process. What What was that process like? Well, I was so, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I didn't know mm -hmm. what the goal would be of how many actually we could take through this first cycle. And I've been so uh, delighted really yeah. that uh, we've had, we had so many people respond, but almost all these people were people who are already connected to nothing is wasted. Yeah. So they knew the, they knew the heart, you know, they knew what we we're trying to, what we we're trying to do. The other thing is almost all the guides uh, in the process, um, they all had their own pain to purpose journey, right? They were already down the road. You know, yeah. they already had the redemptive story. They already had a, you know, a credible testimony, you might say of healing, you know, to happen. So we started this process. We interviewed people, you know, they had to fill out a form, an application. I did one-on-one -on -one zoom calls with them to find, hear their own story. Uh, and then we did this process and the process was about um, five different training sessions that we did over about a three month period of time. And I, I was I was really blown away, honestly, David. I was blown away um, by the maturity mm. of the people who came, who yep. were part of this process, and also the heart behind it. You wow. know, the, they just, they got what we were talking about because they've been through it as well. Yep. And so a lot, of the, a lot of the training process had to do with making sure we were all on the same page. Yeah. What was this about? You know, what was the why? So we were understanding that. But then we worked through a... Um, through a, the same grid of how you yeah. would do a coaching, a guide session so that those who go through it, it's a have, it's somewhat of a quality control. You might say, mm -hmm. you know, where right. it's kind of a standardized journey, standardized, there, everybody's getting the same idea, same, you know, same process right. as yeah. well. But then here are the two big things I would say that really we kind of honed in on as far as some of the skill training. One is the importance of listening. Mm. One is the importance of listening. I've been a coach now for, you know, four or five years. And this whole idea of listening versus just giving advice is a major mm. flip. Yeah. Wow. Most most counseling and actually even a lot of coaching can end up being we're giving all of our advice. Right. But this is more about uh, really learning how to listen. Right. To And then the second big skill was really asking uh, open and pure was called open and pure questions. Mm. Letting the, letting, we call them fellow traveler. We don't feel them client. We don't call them a client. We see the mm. fellow traveler, the person we're helping, we're walking with, you know, by asking right questions and following their responses will lead us all into our aha moments. Mm. That's good. Yeah. And here's a huge thing as guides that we're really the principle we're working on is we're working from the principle that 
what a person discovers themselves they own. Yeah. The advice we give them, they may not. Yeah, it's so true. Mm, so the guide good. process is all about helping a person come into their own understanding, their own aha moments, right, their own right. connecting the dots. And that's where they will have the greatest really, uh, you know, that's discovery amazing. in their own life. So, yeah. you know, the idea of about a guide, you know, there's a, a quick picture that I think will help. The Pain of Purpose course has an intro video and then has 10 waypoints. So it has it has 11 videos. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the course being an 11-mile hike, hmm. a path, a trail, right. yeah. if you had that imagery, and then you have a guide. You know, if I was going to go uh, up uh, Mount Everest, I would want to hire a, a Sherpa. Right. Someone, who, <laughs> someone who's been there, <laughs> you know, they yeah. got down safely, They yeah. you know, and they've been up again, and et cetera. Yep. They know the terrain, and they know the trail markers along the way. Yep. The Pain to Purpose course has basically three trail markers. That's right. One is one is four four videos in, another one is another three videos in, and another one is, you know, at the, is the very end of it. Right. And so a, a guide can help a fellow traveler know where they're at, yep. know where they need to go. Right. Know what's coming next. Right. You know, and uh, can point them in that direction. So that's the whole that's the idea. Love that's it. why we use the word and the idea of a guide. That's so great. We're not counselors. Some are trained that way. Mm-hmm. We're not certified as coaches in different ways. Really all 19, 20 of us now really are. We are certified guides yep. to lead people through the pain to purpose material in that path. Right. Because we've been there, we've done it, and we want to now have a heart to help others Love do it. that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I'm really excited because uh, for this episode, we actually have some of those certified guides right. here to tell mm-hmm. us their journey and to talk to us about um, what pain of purpose means to them, but then also what it means for them to be a coach and the coaching right. they learned from you, Ken. So I think this is going to be really, really exciting. And our yeah. first guide is Catherine Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. who I know she lost a brother, mm-hmm. um, a really painful journey. And yeah. um, I don't want to say and yet, and in that, God yeah. is using her as a coach. Yep. yep, that's right. That's right. Catherine uh, was actually one of one of our first. Uh, you know, I guess we're not calling we don't call them clients, right? But the people that we took th- through the the pain to purpose journey, and um, it was just so cool to be able to kind of watch her come to the, some of those aha moments and have some major healing breakthroughs. And now I'm so thrilled that she is one of the certified guides. And so we're going to we're going to chat with um, Catherine Fitzgerald right here. Catherine, it's so great to have you joining us on this. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we've been talking a little bit about this um, this phrase uh, in in the intro of this episode, and it's kind of a sequence of phrases, uh, if you will. And and the first one I really want to focus on with you specifically, I know your story. I had the personal pleasure of walking you through the pain to purpose coaching, and um, but but the first part of this phrase is we can't repurpose what we don't process. And I would love for you to share with our listeners just a little bit about in your own pain journey what you specifically had to process. Yeah. Um, so when my brother Zach died, you know, I really felt like it was this string being pulled in my life that just seemed to unravel everything. Um, you know, I was serving in a ministry I'd founded. I was serving in a church. I was deeply invested in there, um, serving my family and community. Um, and grief was like this giant interruption that I hadn't anticipated um, nor did I have any idea how it was going to impact every part of my life. And, and so losing Zach um, was this whole body, whole life experience that really just forced me to stop. Physically, I've never felt uh, that level of fatigue. Spiritually, there was so much wrestling with God. Um, emotionally, just the typical responses of um, you know losing someone, going through the anxiety, going through the depression. Uh, relationally, we lost people and friendships that were really dear to us just because, um, you know, grief is hard and difficult to step into. And sometimes people don't have the skill set to do that. And so they, they just kind of pull away. Um, so it literally impacted every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of that was down to that ministry I'd built and just having to step away from that. And as someone who was 
whose worth and, and, and kind of self identity was wrapped into serving people. That was a huge, um, part of my processing of just that unraveling of all these different things. And grief, grief is one of those things that just illuminates, um, some unhealthy patterns that you might've had before your loss. And so that was part of the processing on top of the actual loss of, of my brother, Zach. Catherine, I know Davey walked you through um, coaching you through the pain to purpose material as you were grieving Zach and some of these other things that you just talked about so vulnerably. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And thank you for sharing so willingly with us. Um, how was having a coach really valuable for that processing and the repurposing um, process for you? Yeah, the, the pain to purpose course was a really important part of my processing um, because it wasn't like counseling, and, and I was in counseling, um, and I think that's a valuable part of our, our processing through through grief. Um, you know, but p- counseling kind of comes at you from a clinical perspective with some strategies and practices that can help you deal with, you know, the physical and emotional ramifications of loss. Um, and I needed that. But honestly, the six or so sessions I did with Davey was some of the most helpful processing um, because it was someone coming alongside me who I knew, um, knowing his story, intimately understood the pain and the doubts and the fears that I was experiencing. And it was just someone sitting in the dark with you. You know, Um, I think there's so much healing that comes in grief from just being understood. And to me, that was a huge part of what the pain to purpose coaching was. Uh, You know, Davey's not, wasn't coming from the angle of like seeing my grief as needing to be um, fixed or, um, you know, undone, but rather it was someone who was further along the road, um, who turns around and sees someone just getting hit by the truck that is grief and going back and helping them up and like, look, I've been here. I know what you're going through. And it's that idea of, um, the idea of true compassion, you know, the word compassion means Mm -hmm. to suffer with. And it was that idea of someone really coming alongside and suffering with you and, Um, That was really healing because I think grief is just one of the most isolating experiences we have in our human experience. And it just makes you feel so alone and just like you're feeling things that no one else has ever felt before or um, thinking things or just, you know, the wrestling with God of the questions and doubts that you feel like no one's ever asked before. But just having someone who I knew was intimately acquainted with grief and who was able to just come alongside me, um, through that was, was just one of the most helpful. It was just someone saying, I get it. I'm here. I've been through this and I've moved through this and you will too. And that was exactly what I needed, um, for my processing. Catherine, thanks so much for, again, for sharing, you know, with the loss of your brother and everything. I've heard your story and, and you've uh, also been involved in the, in the gate, the guide, you know, training process, so you have a you know unique perspective uh, that you've processed yourself. You've been through the material, but not only you've been through the material, you you know you had the chance to be you know guided or coached by by Davey. Now that you've been trained and you're getting ready to now help others, um, why are you excited about that? And why would you say to somebody, "Here's why a guide's important." Yeah, you can go through the course on your own, sure. But here's why a guide is really important. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it is that whole idea of repurposing what we've processed, you know, and um, I, always, I always think of that verse uh, that Paul says um, in 2 Corinthians. I love the Passion Translation. He said, God always comes alongside us to comfort us, comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial we can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out on us. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. And to me, that that is where redemption gets found in my story, is that when I get to come alongside someone and walk with them through, um, you know, whether they're in the early part of their journey or or a little further along, but just get to walk beside them and say, Hey, I get it. I'm here. I understand what you're going through. Um, and I think the guide part is so important because, um, you know, this course is, it's, 
chock full of information, really good information. And it can feel like a fire hydrant sometimes that you're just getting all this great information. And if you don't have, you know, so much of healing comes through community and through talking with one another and just having our stories witnessed and and heard and explored. And so I think that's a huge part of what the coaching offers that you're not going to get by just doing this course alone. Um, you need it with, with people and, and with um, someone to say, you know, I see what you're saying here. I, I understand what you're feeling here. And, and, you know, sometimes you need a person to just affirm what you're saying. And sometimes you need them to press back and, and to challenge mm-hmm. what you're saying um, because y- you just need a different perspective. So I think that's what the coaching is going to give um, people that they can't get alone. That's so great, Catherine. I mean, I'm so excited about this thing coming full circle for you. And you're now doing exactly what you just articulated and helping other people in their own pain. You're watching your story be redeemed right in front of you and you're partnering with God in that. And so thank you for doing that. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us and talking to us today. It's just such an honor. Thank you. Thanks, Catherine. Uh, what an awesome job. You know, I love you being in the, the guide process with us. And, uh, you know, one of the things about with Catherine's, you know, her communication I just thought about is that she's one who represents full circle. Mm, we think yeah. of yeah. pain, right. pain to purpose. That's right. And here's someone who has now processed their pain. Yep. They've gone through the material. Now she's repurposing it right. by being right. a guy, but she would have never got to repurposing without going through the process. And wow. Catherine is going to mm. be... She's going to be awesome with what she does. Yes, She's she going to be so great. And that's the whole point, right? That's what we really want to see yeah. everybody begin to figure out. What is the repurposing that God wants that's to do right. out of your pain right now? Yeah. And uh, our next guides uh, that we're bringing on, they're also ones who have already, even prior to us meeting them, they'd already begun to repurpose their pain. Um, in fact, they're the ones that got my gears starting to turn on what it would look like to begin to collaborate really? and partner with other ministries. Wow. Oh, never forget having Jeff and Mackenzie Rollins over to our house. They flew up from Houston, Texas wow. to record with us on the podcast. They're on episodes 54 and 55 and a bonus episode in our monthly partner content. Wow. And afterwards, we sat at our dinner, t- dinner table, had a long dinner and just talked and dreamed and said, what would it look like if 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 we begin partnering yeah. with other like ministries like theirs, because they lead a ministry called Hope Family Care Ministries that helps uh, parents who have lost young children, and it's out of their own story of losing um, their three month old Zoe uh, to SIDS. Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. Wow! And wow. so they have since started this ministry, and now they are also not just not just their community group leaders on our community groups platform, but now certified guides that can coach you through the pain to purpose process. Um, so, so great. Uh, what we're gonna talk with them about is this idea of we can't process what we don't own. So let's hear from Jeff McKenzie. Jeff and McKenzie, it's so great to have you guys back with us. I mean, man, you guys have been like regulars of Nothing Is Wasted podcast. And of course, your community group guides for a few of our groups as well. And I'm so excited now that you guys are certified coaches, certified guides for Nothing Is Wasted. It's exciting to have you on board doing this. And uh, Jeff, you're actually the one that sent us the kind of the, the the series of phrases, this mantra that we've been walking through through this entire episode. And I really wanted to talk to you guys about this one phrase. Um, you can't process what you don't own. You can't process what you don't own. Why is it so imperative for us as we're walking through some kind of a valley or trauma or grief to begin to own what we've walked through? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say, I, I don't think I can claim credit for that whole mantra thing because that definitely came to me from God, because if you're using it, that means it's good. And if it's, it came from me, then I'd be claiming credit for it. But really, I think God gave it to me. And I think part of it comes out of just processing that I've been doing on my own personally in this COVID season. I think a lot of us are walking through some things like that. And so I think it's important to, to, to set up, first of all, the, the pain to purpose course is just phenomenal. I'm so excited about 
people being able to walk through it and being able to walk through it with other people who are trained and certified to walk with them because it's important to be able to handle these emotions and these these traumas and transitions and trials that we're going through in the context of community. And so with that, I'm excited about what God's going to do through this. And, and I think specifically with the processing, what we don't own, I, I liken it to real estate and I'm, I'm not a realtor, but I'm pretty sure that Davey, I can't sell you my neighbor's house next door because I don't own it. You know, I, it is not mine to give. And I think when, when we translate that emotionally, we can't process what we don't take ownership of in our lives, good or bad. I think it's really important that ownership of our emotions is key. And I think the reason that we kind of, I think the reason that we are unable to do that is because we, we take on shame and we take on blame a lot of times when we look at the emotions that we're having and, and we're not comfortable with our emotions. And I think part of that is we're not naming the right emotions. And so I think naming the right emotions leads us to being able to own the right emotions. And when we can own the right emotions, I think we're able to process it. I think it's important too, uh, on a spiritual level, I can't take to God that which I'm not taking ownership of. It would be like me asking for forgiveness for somebody else. I just don't think spiritually it works that way in the kingdom of God. I don't, I don't think God's economy allows for me to ask for forgiveness for somebody else because I'm not taking on the consequences of their sin. And, and so in terms of emotionally, in order to process what we, what we own, we have to recognize, hey, this is what I'm bringing to the table. I'm being honest. This is what I have to deal with. And when I recognize that, then I can begin walking through it. I think it's really also important that we own um, we own our emotions, whether it be anger or sadness or um, despair. Because what it does is when we when we claim it and, and we speak it and we bring it to light, we allow God to come in to heal it. And um, if we're not able to bring those things to light, and to allow God to speak truth to those feelings, especially the feelings, uh, then we can get stuck or we can fall into shame or feeling, um, you know, guilty for the, for these emotions. You know, we talked about in, in pain to purpose, you know, not feeling, um, not feeling guilty or taking on shame for your anger at God or your anger at someone else, but allowing God to kind of step into that and reveal truth um, and give us a new perspective. Because when we can see things from his perspective, um, our perspective begins to change as well. And, and I think with that, when we're able to shift our perspective, we're able to present it to God and receive the right diagnosis, if you will, from him. Maybe a, a, another analogy would be if I, I'm sick and I go to the doctor, if I don't take ownership of the symptoms that I'm experiencing. And I only share maybe this, you know, well, I'm comfortable sharing that I have a headache, but I'm not comfortable sharing, you know, that I have a headache because I fell down the stairs because I'm a klutz, you know, and, and, and then it translates, well, I actually have a, a, an, an imbalance problem in my inner ear. And so I can take the wrong symptoms to God if I don't name them properly or if I don't take ownership of them. And I think that's the aspect of community and why it's so important to process with somebody else that can reflect back to us, hey, you're saying this, is this really what's going on? Or maybe is it, and asking a, a question to maybe shift perspective, if you will. Yeah, I think I, I we see that a lot in community is when you share an emotion or, you know, I was this really triggered me this week um, and I felt a lot of um, guilt or whatever um, the emotion is that they're experiencing. And from that, somebody will press in and will say, you know, was that really uh, the root um, or is that more of a secondary emotion? And I think as we begin to find those primary emotions too, it allows us to say, wait, wait, I thought I was feeling guilty, but really it was, you know, this, this other um, underlying emotion allowing us to, to get a little bit deeper as well. And I think 
related with that to, you know, our, the ministry that God has called us to specifically with child loss families. I think it's so important to own when you're grieving, to own when you are struggling, Mm -hmm. to own that you're mad at God or to own that you're mad at somebody else, or to even own the idea that this isn't fair. Because when we begin to own those emotions, that's when we can begin the process of healing, but healing cannot take place without ownership. Or else, you know, what are we really trying to heal? We're trying to heal something that isn't really what needs to be healed. And so that aspect of of owning those things, it's really hard. I mean, it's hard because like, I don't want to own that I'm mad at God about this, or even maybe, you know, a little bit more specifically, I don't want to own that I'm mad at Mackenzie or Mackenzie's mad at me. I don't want to take ownership of that because in my mind, I'm supposed to not feel that way. I'm not supposed to be mad at God. I'm not supposed to be mad at my wife. But if that's the emotion that's there, then I need to process that because when I begin to own that, I can process why that emotion is there. Well, I'm mad at God because it doesn't seem right that my child died. And I think God would step into the and say, you know what? That is absolutely true. You know, you are upset because of what's going on. And with that, you're unable to process truly the grief that is going on. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you guys say is that when um, oftentimes it's shame that causes us to not take ownership in what we're experiencing. And, you know, I, I think it's important to note that we need to take ownership of both the things that have happened to us and the things that we've done. We need to parse those out well. We talk about that in the Pain to Purpose course. We need to make sure that we're able to see what, what's the avoidable pain, what's the unavoidable pain. But shame causes us to not take ownership in that stuff. Ironically, though, when we take ownership of it, then the shame begins to subside because we realize, wait, we're not alone in this. We realize, oh, you know, this, this, this actually isn't as big as what I have been feeling it is because when it stays hidden, it seems exacerbated. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even more specifically, I think it's uh, I think it's Brene Brown that talks about shame tapes that we play over and over again in our head. And, and she mentions this in her, her audiobook, The Power of Vulnerability. She talks about the way that we stop those shame tapes is bringing them to light. She also likens it to shame gremlins, where when you mm. begin to expose the light of truth to the shame that we're, we're, we're experiencing, it begins to take the power away from shame. I think that's kind of what Jesus talks about. Like when he is talking about being light, the light of the world, and then he talks about the truth will set you free. I think when you combine that, the light of who Jesus is shining on the truth of us, one, owning our shame, and two, allowing him to speak into that is what really allows us to process and set us free from the things that we're carrying. That's so great. That's so great. Well, guys, thanks so much for taking some time and joining us and giving us some insight. And we're so excited to have you guys as Nothing Is Wasted Certified Guides. Thanks a lot, man. We're excited to see what God's going to do. tell you, I always love chatting with Jeff and McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, I call Jeff up a lot and I'm like, Hey man, how are things going? And he's just so encouraging Aww. to me. Yeah. They're both so, they're both so, uh, you know, engaging. They have such yep. much inspiration. Love it. Yep. And I, I love this concept of making, you know, we, we can't process the things that we don't own. We've got to actually come to the point where we say, Hey, th- I'm going to own this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to own this pain. This is part of my story. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm going to accept it. You know, it reminds me, Ken, at the very beginning of the pain to purpose process, we talk about John chapter five, and we ask that question mm. that Jesus asked the man by the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be well? Yeah, you know, I think it's a strong part of the the intro to the, you know, to the whole course. I know when I was going through it, you know, myself just personally, that was a real aha moment for me. I mean, it mm. really, really stuck out. You know, yep. do you want to be healed? Yeah. Yep. And again, you, you have to own it because there's a way of pushing it off to everybody else and yeah. staying stuck and it's because of them and I don't want, it's a big one. You have to own it first. Big time, big time. I like to like to say we, we enjoy in our society to sit in our sickness. Mm. It's just a lot easier. <laughs> that's really good. It You're is, around yep. it, right? You're right. Sitting, yeah. That's the man sitting on his mat and he's around yep. everybody else who's sitting on their mat. And it's so easy to say, me too. Part yep. of this process though is yes, me too. Yeah. Now let's move through. Mm, yeah. That's good. That's what we want to help people with. So, 
Um, I'm excited about our ne next guest. I am too. Tell us about them. Well, Teresa and Chris Glantz. And Teresa actually just had a really, I mean, a powerful Oof. episode, episode 145 in our Surviving Abuse series. So if you mm -hmm. haven't listened to that, listen to that. Yep. Um, this is a woman who has walked through abuse and childhood trauma. And uh, she owns and names what she has right. been through, but that was part of her journey. She didn't always do that. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I'm really excited about those two as coaches. I know they're going to be really yeah. powerful and uh, they have a lot to tell us now about their journeys. Let's go ahead and listen to what they have to say. Chris, Teresa, great to have you guys joining us. Thanks. It's, it's great to be here. Awesome. Thank you, Davey. I'm really excited to hear about your uh, journey in this. I'm so glad that you guys have jumped in as some of our certified guides. And um, specifically, as we've been talking through this mantra on this episode, I really want to hear from you on this one part of it. We can't own what we won't name. I know this is very important, especially, Teresa, your podcast episode just aired recently and something we talked about quite a bit. I thought this would be a very appropriate thing for you guys to color for us a little bit. So why don't you tell us why that in all of your own healing journey and your experience with the Pain to Purpose course, the coaching, the groups that you're leading, why is that such an important and true phrase? Yeah, thanks, Davey. Um, I, I think for me on a personal level, I'll say that, um, you know, sometimes really naming our circumstances, it's just too difficult at times. Mm. Um, we would prefer to really build a narrative around our circumstance that works for us. And, and often it's a less painful narrative, but it's not the true narrative. So I feel like when we're kind of keeping a lid on that and we're not being completely honest about it, we can only go so far in our healing because there's no doubt that the Lord is asking us to be really honest about where we're at. And um, building that narrative is, it's the way that our brain keeps us safe. And it says, you can only handle this much. So we're going to build this narrative and we're going to say this is really true. And for me, Davey, when I, when I personally went through the pain to purpose on my own, um, there was something you said in there that I loved. It was a feeling buried never dies. And boy, was that true. Just um, we, we know it's true that we might be feeling a certain way or our circumstances might be different than the narrative we built, but we do try to bury it. And what I found for myself is it doesn't die. It will surface eventually. And that's what happened to me. So when I went through the material and I began to realize for myself that I had a built a narrative that worked for me, but really was causing a lot of damage for me. And I really had to just pause numerous times and just plead with God to let me see it as it really was. Um, I was at a place where I was really desperate for my healing. And so asking God, show me that, walk me back through that and let me see it as it really was, not the narrative that I had built. And that, that was not easy um, because I was trying to protect myself by having my own narrative. So when God did bring it up, I was able to kind of mourn those things. Um, some of the abuse that I had experienced that I had just minimized or build a narrative around. And so going through the material and really, you know, allowing God to take those moments with me and just pause and let him bring it up as it was, was really the only way I was going to be able to heal. And the good thing about the pain to purpose is it, it takes us just a step at a time so that we can go through that a step at a time. We don't have to launch right into the whole thing. I think we start to begin to understand even what are our beliefs about God and mm. is it really is it really true? Often we have a for me I had a skewed view of God because of my my earthly father. And so I had to work through that piece. So the material was just so good in allowing me one step at a time in a very constructive way to work through that path and really name the abuse that I had been through, 
the emotions that I were feeling um, so that I could own it and so that God could really take me to a place where I could completely heal from those things. So um, the, the material for me personally, I've said before, if I named off my top three things, this ranks right up there in them. It was a critical piece um, to heal me when I was on my journey. So yeah, just so, so good for me personally. You know, as a pastor and being a pastor for over 20 years and um, ministering to many folks through counseling opportunities within families and marriages and at individual level as well, there's a struggle that you uh, come face to face as someone sits across from you and they're not able to really share exactly the struggle that that they're that they're engaged in and they're experiencing because some may be buried in the past some may be uh triggering something in the present and to be able to get to a point work through the frustration of that and help them to be able to identify uh through dialogue and discussion through guidance is such a freeing opportunity and um that has taken place in a lot of the counseling sessions I've been in, but I never really had a tool like I do now through the Pain to Purpose course, and it has helped me to be able to uh, lead people on a pathway um, that's strategic yet Holy Spirit-led. And I um, I went through it myself in 2017, and this was in a transitional point in ministry where we were we were going to start our own church plant, mm -hmm. and uh, we want to do a multiplication of disciple-making house churches. Super exciting! We we're, uh, we're we're we were just going to impact northern Detroit and take it by storm. God was going to just deliver so many lives, and we were super excited about that. But it didn't work out the way we thought. Um, there was a death of a dream there, mm -hmm. and it impacted me greater than I thought it would. Um, so I sought God's face, and uh, and I only had some basic uh, skills and basic understandings of how to work myself out of that. But I knew to be still and seek Him, uh, because God had something to say about it. And one of those things was naming things. And so, in the context of the Pain the Purpose course, I so appreciate that you delve deeply in Waypoint One about working through your feelings with faith and facts before it. And you use the train and I love it. Mm -hmm. You have facts and then you have faith and then you have feelings following after. I usually use the bus. I like the bus. <laughs> faith drives the bus. That's all right. Trains are good too, my friend. But I love that you said it's very important that you name names because you take dominion by, by naming things mm -hmm. when you label your emotions. Mm -hmm. That's so good, man. Guys, we're thrilled to have you guys as certified guides. Yeah, we um, are. I think what's so amazing is that you guys are able to coach people individually through each of your own experiences. You're also able to coach people as a couple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there might be couples that want to go through this and they're looking for some advice or some, uh, some guidance through the whole thing together. And that's what's so nice about having both of you guys having gone through the material, gone through the certification, gone through the training and not just doing it for people individually, but also you're doing it, you know, collectively for groups. And it's just really, really cool. So thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Thanks for spending time with us to just dialogue with us a little bit. Yeah. Thanks, Davey. We, we certainly appreciate the opportunity to kind of share what God's done in our life by using the pain to purpose material. So it's been awesome. So far, this has impacted many lives, and we've seen some freedom and people coming to uh, healing already, and I can't wait to see what God does in mm -hmm. the future. Teresa and Chris, thanks so much. Uh, yes. Love what you guys... Mm -hmm. Love what you guys are doing. Love right. the maturity you bring to our guide. So glad you're part of it. You know, this whole principle re regarding naming it, uh, when you were talking about it, I immediately thought of the mm. John, I think it's John 8, you know, you will know the truth. Right. And right. the truth will set you free. That's so yeah. good. It doesn't mm. always come all at once. There's kind of the peeling of the onion in our healing yes. journey. So but true. He, he leads us to another level, to another level, to another level. Yeah. But it's a really, really important principle. Mm. Uh, I was also thinking about a quote. Let me just read it real quick. Harriet Tubman, the African-American abolitionist, said it this way. I led a thousand slaves to freedom 
I could have let a thousand more if only they would have known they weren't free. Wow. Ooh. You, ha- you have wow. to name it. Wow. To move toward, you have to name it to move toward freedom. That is so good. Wow. Wow. You know, um, Teresa and, and Chris are very, very special because they're like diving into this pain to purpose process. You know, they're also a part of launching this course at their church at Granger Community. And mm-hmm. so they've walked a whole group through this past fall and they're going to be launching that. So it's so cool to see them also being able to coach people one on one. And I'm really excited about this next certified guide that we're bringing on as well, Brooke Talley. Um, she is a community group leader on our community groups platform. She leads our group for young widows. Um, and there, uh, she's a part of a ministry helped has helped to found a ministry called songs in the night where they do widow retreats. Love that. Um, and she's taking her community group right now or young widows mm-hmm. through the pain to purpose course. Yep. It's been so cool to hear her feedback from them and just the breakthrough that's happening, the healing that's happening in their group. Yeah. Um, but she's got her own story of, of losing her husband. He died by suicide. And so wow. you've got lots of layers within that layers of grief and confusion yeah. and disappointment. And Brooke is just one of those, I mean, mighty women of God. Like it's unbelievable to hear her talk absolutely um, about her journey. It and is. And so I, let's let's dive in. Let's let's meet Brooke Daly. Brooke, I'm so excited to have you joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, this is um, super exciting. I'm I'm thrilled that you're you've been a part of the certified guide training process. I'm uh, super excited that you've been a part of our community groups. Uh, but you know, we've kind of been talking about this mantra throughout this entire episode. And the one I really wanted you to shed some light on was really this idea that we can't name what we can't see. I know, as I've thought about your story, as I've thought about your interaction with the pain to purpose course and with other people in our community groups, and now as you're going to be coaching people, I felt like this was a really good one for you to, to really illuminate for us. So talk to us when you hear that you can't name what you can't see. The nece- you know, the necessity of having people walk beside you to kind of point out some blind spots or some pitfalls along the pathway. What what would you say to that? Mm. Um, first of all, I'm just really grateful that I've been able to connect with Nothing Is Wasted and with the Pain of Purpose course. And those are some very significant things that have really been a catalyst for me this year on my healing journey. Mm. Um, and the thing that's been unique as far as illuminating things that I can't see has been this like invasion of the Holy Spirit mm. on our mm. conversations mm. and on the Pain to Purpose course. Awesome. Um, Ken has taught us in Certified Guide training very specifically how to just from the get-go, start off, ask Jesus to come just invade our conversations. Um, A lot of people are in Isaiah 9 right now because it's Christmas. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he is a wonderful counselor and he is a good shepherd. And I feel like so many times we may get um, a little off course even um, from people's advice or people Mm. telling us what they think we should do. And this year, I've really learned a lot about how the Holy Spirit can illuminate mm. through people helping guide us um, what He wants us to see and how to take the right next steps, you know? That's so great. Wow. Hey, Brooke, we talked about, you know, uh, this whole idea that sometimes we're in a valley, you know, Psalms 23, and we're walking through it. And a lot of times that valley can be, you know, we can be in darkness or we don't know what's next. The light's not real bright. And how have you found in your own life, as well as some of the uh, community groups you've been taking the material through, how that others who are walking with them can maybe help them see something they they haven't seen? Mm, absolutely. I'll, I'll share an example of something that happened in one of our okay. Monday night Zoom calls, um, which have been amazing. Oh, my <laughs> awesome. goodness. This That's group awesome. is solid, y'all. Mm. Um But for example, I mean, people are at different points in their journey. One person probably wouldn't mind me sharing that about two, three years out of losing her husband felt shame when she Mm. got to that like despair kind of place Mm. in her grief journey. And Davey talks about this very specifically in the befriend your emotions component of the pain of purpose curriculum. Um, And I don't know if that's her aha moment of where the Holy Spirit enlightens that for her or what. But it just helped some people earlier in their journey see, Mm. oh, wow, I'm feeling ashamed 
that mm-hmm. I'm like that, that my heart is this broken and in this much despair. And wow. in that whole process, we're able to just to help her walk out of that pit, you know? Yeah. Wow. Well, what I love about that is that, you know, not only do you have in your group, you've got community of people who are walking together in this. And so they're able to kind of collaborate and share, you know, share their mutual experiences in -hmm. walking through grief specifically is what your group group is walking through. But, but also you are kind of a guide at the helm and you're helping to point out, yep. Okay. I'm I'm a little bit ahead of you in the process. This is where you're going to potentially have a a pitfall. Oh, watch out for this. This is something that you might be Mm, experiencing and seeing. And, and that's, what's so powerful about some of these, uh, because otherwise they, they would have uh, other folks in your group would have felt shame. And then they've been like, they, they would have hidden it or they would have suppressed right, it. Right. They would have thought maybe this isn't normal. This is just me. But what you're doing is uh, illuminating the mm, fact that, yeah. no, this is normal. And this is how you walk through this. Yes. I love it. Yes. I've seen a lot of that happen. Can you give us an example of something that you have, you have personally seen? You've been able to name it because mm. someone helped you see it. Anything like um. that in your own journey? Absolutely. I mean, I'll go back to when I first started the Pain to Purpose course with our um, community group. We we meet and process all that together. We did this yeah. summer. Um, the one befriend your emotions had me on the floor for a couple mm-hmm. days, wow. in a good way. In a good way. Here <laughs> I'm like almost three years out from from losing Doug, and um, I did mm-hmm. not realize how much I had suppressed fear. Mm. And, um, until Davy started talking through fear and talking about how, you know, fear, <laughs> yes, we trust God, but we also feel the fear. And then we yeah. go there with him and we, we set right things that have been made wrong by mm. our God image. And like just the walking through of how do we really tackle fear? Yeah. I would say, honestly, has been one of the most pivotal things in my spiritual walk with Jesus. Oh, like, wow. I, I probably have suppressed fear more than just since Doug passed away. Let's just be real about it. Mm. Um, but that completely transformational for me on wow. the fact that we can trust God when the worst things happen, you know? Wow. wow. That's awesome. So powerful. Brooke, you, mm. you've alluded already to some of these aha moments and you also have alluded to kind of um, conversely how some people try to input in your life advice how, how would you say coaching, <laughs> the coaching process is different than, you know, maybe your friend trying to give you advice as you walk along the journey? Yeah. Oh, it's completely different. It's night and day. Um, <laughs> I have wondered where Ken and Davey have been my, my whole Aww. grief journey. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of you. Oh. oh, man. It's so different to interact with people who, who, um, and I'm not like discrediting people who have walked along this with me, but I'll tell you what, when Doug passed away, a lot of my very good friends are like, Brooke, we are here. We're doing this with you. But like, I do not know. I don't know what this looks like as your best friend. And I don't know what mm. this looks like as your sister in Christ, you know, yeah. but, but now they do because we're learning that. Right. <laughs> um, but it is just like asking the questions and saying, Hey, here, hear from Jesus on this thing that you're wrestling with. Yeah. Like, let's run to him together and let's hear from him. And then like, you like when that revelation comes from the spirit, then having those people who will come alongside you and say, all right, we're standing on this truth together. Like the mm-hmm. Lord has given you light and it may be like with a little flashlight or something, but he's <laughs> given you light. He's given you a next step and let's do that next, you know, so instead good. of someone's advice or someone's opinion. That's awesome. David, one of the principles we've been you know, working with together is that what a person discovers on their own, once mm-hmm. what they discover, they own. Yep. What we give is advice, not necessarily. Right. So we really have been trained to help together them have their own discovery and their own ha mm. moments wow. so and walk, walk with them in that. Well, it's perfect because it goes right back to what you said at the very beginning, Brooke, where the Lord is a counselor. He is our good counselor. He's going to give us the absolute best advice and best direction that we can get. And we constantly go back to Isaiah 30, right? Though we give you the bread of adversity, the water of affliction, Mm -hmm. the teacher will hide himself no more. 
but he will be mm-hmm. like a voice whispering behind you. This is the way walk in walk it. You. And that's all our job as coaches are is to help people hear the voice of Jesus. So good. Mm. Yeah, and say, this is the voice, you know, here, this is the way walk in it. This is exactly what Jesus is saying. So here, let me show you how to listen to that voice. Jesus, as you're yeah. walking alongside. And that's why I think coaching is so necessary. Um, Absolutely. Brooke, thanks so much for spending time thanks with us. Thanks, so Brooke. Much, man. Thank you all. This has been great. Brooke, you're a great guide. I love your journey. Uh, thanks, Ken. Brooke, thank you so much for being with us today. And yeah. You guys weren't kidding. Phenomenal. This is a woman of God right oh, there. She's mm-hmm. just yeah. a powerhouse. She's overflowing. Overflowing. <laughs> you sense the Holy Spirit in her and through her. And I love that yep. she actually talked about the Holy Spirit being... I mean, the Holy Spirit is the ultimate coach, right? The right. Holy Spirit That's is the right. ultimate certified mm-hmm. guide of the Pain of Purpose course. <laughs> yeah. right. And um, yes. to me, I think that's the unique thing about Pain to Purpose is that this is unlike any other course in that it is infused with the Holy Spirit, through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit right. is the one who is taking the reins and bringing healing yeah. to these people and through these people and to you listeners as well if you right. – um, decide that it's time for you to be healed and do this That's right. course. That's right. Yeah. What I loved about what, again, what Brooke did is that uh, it was encouraging to me because it was a reminder. She's been listening to the guy training as well as who she is. And that mm-hmm. is, we've been talking about a lot that to think about a triangle, this mm. whole guide thing yeah. is a triangle. You know, if you think about a triangle, we're listening to our fellow traveler. Yeah. Yep. They're listening to us, our own inside, our own journey. But together, we're listening to the Holy Spirit. So mm. good. And we feel that triangle is what can bring people into aha moments. That's great. Uh, they can begin to own it. They can begin to name it. They can begin to process through it. They can yep. you know, begin to repurpose it. Yep. Wow, that's so, so good. good. So good. Man. Well, I hope, listeners, as you're, as you're hearing all this, as you're getting introduced to some of these new certified guides, again, there's 19, so you only scratch the surface. I mean, really? Um, we've got wonderful, that. wonderful people who are wonderful. Uh, able and equipped to yeah. walk you through this process. And it's not so much about you know, the pain to purpose process necessarily. It's about walking you into healing and That's transformation. Right. That's right. We just happen to have distilled all of the stuff that we've learned down to mm-hmm. a fairly simple framework yeah. so that it makes it easy for you. It's very easy to get stuck. It's very easy to start feeling uh, an, a, an unclarity on how to walk through this valley. Yeah. There's so many different pitfalls and these are the guys that are going to be able to help you walk through this really well. Um, and so here's, here's how you can uh, go and, and purchase a package. We have three different packages. If you go to nothingiswasted.com slash coaching, nothingiswasted.com slash coaching, and super simple process. You'll purchase one of the packages, either a five-session package, a seven-session package, or a 12-session package. And then once you purchase a package, based on the information you give us in the intake, we're going to match you with a certified guide. And we will try to match you as closely as we can based on your story with their story, the same kind of nuance of pain journey that you're walking through. Love that. And then from there, you'll book your first session. And you and the guide will be walking through this journey. And it's, it's a super, super simple process, but I promise it's going to be healing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something yeah. that's transformational. Again, we've got a friends and family uh, offer that we're extending to you as our podcast listeners, 20% off of any of the packages. Uh, and you just simply type in the promo code guide, G-U-I-D-E, guide 20 uh, on checkout. And, and you can take advantage of that 20% offer. I love that. And uh, again, just a reminder, I'm going to say that um, where to go one more time, nothingiswasted.com slash coaching. I want to thank Sleeping at Last for once again providing the music for the Nothing is Wasted podcast. And a very special thank yes. you to none other than Ken, Ken Roberts. I have loved Man. being here. I really, and hearing all the guides, I am so excited about this, really. Me too. David, thanks too. for the opportunity with this. I really mean that. I, oh. uh, you know, our heart is to see, we we both walk through ourselves yep. in our own pain journey and our heart is to see other people move from pain to purpose. Yeah. Well, thank you for all the work that you've done. I mean, you've put in so yeah, much work. Really. You've sent me a lot of very <laughs> thorough emails. For those of you guys out there listening who are Enneagram, uh, yeah. Ken is an Enneagram 5. Enneagram so he five. sees all the processes uh, and he's very thorough. And I'm so it. grateful for that <laughs> uh, attribute and that the fact that you bring that to the table, man. Thank you, Ken. It's been yeah, so thank great. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. 
Listen, we got a normal episode dropping this Thursday, so you don't even have to wait very long before you hear another episode from the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. And so we've got a special guest, Jessica Ronnie, who is joining with uh, joining us. She's got an incredible story. So good. So before we sign off, why don't you listen to this little clip from our episode with Jessica? So we, we decided to have another baby. Um, so we got pregnant pretty easily. And I gave birth to my daughter, Mabel uh, Grace, in February of 2007. And right after I gave birth to her, obviously immersed in you know a new baby and all that that entails, um, my husband, Jason, began having all of these really strange symptoms. Um, he was losing weight like crazy, really disoriented, vision loss. Um, just couldn't, things were not clicking in his body. And so he continuously went to the specialists and to his doctor and they just said, you have type one diabetes, you have to somehow get your sugar levels under, under control. Mm. And we, he kept saying, I don't understand this. He was a personal trainer, he owned a gym, he was a tennis professional. Um, he played against Serena and Venus at one point, like the epitome wow. of health and fitness. Yeah. And if anybody knew what he was doing, he knew what he was doing and right. um, just could not figure out what was going on. So one night I turned to him when Mabel was around six months old. Um, our oldest son, Caleb, was five. Lucas was three. Mabel was six months. And I just said, hey, are you feeling OK? Because he would have good days and bad days. And he was like, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good. And I said, I'm just going to quick run to my dad's house and I'll be right back. Um, can you watch the kids for a couple minutes? He was like, yeah, that's fine. And I pulled into my dad's driveway and my phone rang and I picked it up and it was Jason. And he said, Jess, call 911. Call 911 and the phone went dead. 